Welcome to Pinewoods Chapel. We're glad you're here. Here's Pastor Chris Atkinson. Last week we were chatting about uh, how Daniel was this man of prayer. And we're going to look at that a little bit more in depth today. Because if there's anything that you and I need today, it, we need to be people of prayer. And uh, Daniel, from all accounts in the book of Daniel, is a man who prayed. And he prayed often. He prayed daily. He prayed in many different types of situations. But he, above all, was a man of prayer. And for many of us, one of the struggles that we have when it comes to praying is, is God really listening to my prayers? Is God hearing what I'm pouring out to Him as I talk to Him, as I confess the things that are going on in my life? Maybe it's some struggles or maybe there's a problem in my life and I'm just talking to God about that. Does God hear me? Well, today, as we, as we look at this passage in Daniel chapter 10, we, we know for sure that God does hear. And there are certain things that we see in a praying person that God delights to hear from us. And because of that, we actually can know for sure that God does hear our prayers. And uh, we're going to look at Daniel chapter 10 and... Uh, answer this question, how to pray and have your prayers actually heard. So in Daniel chapter 10, just to give you a little bit of context, uh, it's uh, the third year of the reign of Cyprus king of Persia. So this is a different uh, timeline in terms of where he is. Daniel serving in the government. He's, serving, he's been serving with uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, and then his grandson, and then uh, also into uh, this the king of uh, the Medes and the Persians and Denarius and others. And so this particular situation that Daniel finds himself in is during the reign of uh, King Cyrus. So I'm going to start reading in verse 2 and read down to verse uh, 14. He says, in those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for three full weeks. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Uphaz around his waist, and his gold was like beryl. His face was like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like flaming torches. His arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze. And the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw this vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fled to hide themselves. So I alone was left and saw this great vision, and no strength was left in me. My, radiance, my radiant appearance was fearfully changed, and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of the, his words, 
As I heard the sound of his words, I fell on my face in deep sleep with my face to the ground. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for now I've been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. And then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, from, from, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard. And I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the king of per- kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days for the vision is for days yet to come so daniel has this experience in we could say maybe it was the wilderness or maybe it was a city. We know for certain that it was on the River Tigris. And the River Tigris is a very large river. It still exists today and it's still called by the same name today. You can look it up on Google Maps. But here we have Daniel having another one of these supernatural interactions with angelic beings. And Daniel has been getting these uh, dreams and visions all along throughout his whole life. And some of them cause him to be greatly disturbed. And this one is in particular to that. You see, one of the first traits that we need to have as a praying person is that we are consumed with the burden. I want you to notice that in verse 2 it says Daniel was mourning for three weeks. He was sad for three full weeks. He didn't need any desserts, no delicacies, and no meat or, or wine entered his mouth. He, he's not in a party mode at all. He's in this posture of being upset because of the burden that he was in. But he wasn't just doing nothing about it. You know, it's, it says here that he was on the bank of the Tigris River with other men. We actually don't know what he was doing there. Was he out for his morning stroll? I know that would be maybe, if you're kind of sad, that would be kind of a good thing to do. Let's go out for a stroll. And remember, he works for the government, and so he's got a, an entourage of people that are around him, his servants. Or maybe he was at his vacation cottage. Maybe he had a cottage. We don't know. Or, or, or maybe he, his workplace was, was on the bank uh, of the River Tigris and he was just kind of coming out of his building, maybe getting some fresh air in between his daily routine. We have no idea why he was on the Tigris River. But we do know that he was upset. He was burdened by what was happening. And he was fasting, but it was not a fast. But it was a fast in the sense that he was not getting involved with all of these delicacies. He did change his diet, and he actually changed his appearance. 
It actually says that he didn't anoint himself, and that probably means that he did not have any baths. So think about this. For three weeks, he didn't have any baths. And in those days, they would have a bath and then anoint themselves with perfume so that they didn't stink. And he wore clothes. He probably wore like coarse clothes or skins. He changed. He changed everything about his normal, regular activity. He changed his behavior because he was co- so consumed by this burden of the vision, knowing that it was true. Because that's what it says in verse 1. He, he knew this word that God had shown him was true and that there was going to be a great conflict and he was burdened about this. So let me ask you the question, are you burdened by a great conflict? Is there something today that's in your life that you are burdened about? Maybe, maybe it's not a conflict per se, but maybe it's a problem. Maybe, maybe there's a family problem. Maybe there's a sickness in your family. Maybe your kids, maybe you're concerned about your adult kids in the midst of this pandemic and, and they're living in a region that's going into lockdown. Maybe, maybe you're concerned about your, your future job and how that's going to play out as we continue to go through uh, all of this pandemic stuff. Maybe it's the election results and everything that's happening around the world because we know everything on our phones around the world that's happening. Many of us are actually consumed by a burden. And it actually brings, and this is what happens when we're consumed by these burdens. We have mental stress. We have sometimes physical pain that bring us to this place where we sometimes actually want to give up. Well, I want to encourage you this morning to know that if you're consumed by the burden, then that's a great place to start and pray. You see, many of us are so consumed by all these burdens, but we don't actually pray about the burden. <laughs> but here's Daniel, this man, of, this man of prayer, is consumed by this burden. He's, he's, so, he's changed his whole be- routine, and he's like, I need to pray. And he prays. Now, in this context of Daniel chapter 10, we're not actually told what he prays. But we know that he has been praying because the angel said to him, ever since you began to seek the Lord and to understand, your words have been heard. You see, he was giving words to God, but not really knowing if they had been heard. He was praying, and he had been praying for, in fact, three full weeks, and that's all he did. We don't know that if he was on vacation, maybe he was, uh, maybe he was retired by this point, or maybe he was working from home. We don't know all that information, but we know that for three weeks, Daniel prayed, and it's clear that he was burdened and troubled by this and he changed everything about his normal behavior. Can we do that? You see, if we're not consumed with a burden, we're probably not going to take it to God. 
On the other hand, if we're so consumed with the burden, we might be so drilling down into that one thing that we've forgotten that we need to take this to God. But Daniel shows us this balance of being consumed by this burden, but yet running to God in this moment to to lay this burden before him. And you know, this is actually a trait. And a trait is a characteristic. It's something that we do on a regular basis. And right now, there, there really needs to be in God's people this great desire to pray. Because if there's anything that's going to lead us through the times that we find ourselves in, it's prayer. And maybe that's not something that you normally do on a regular basis. Maybe that's something that you don't even feel comfortable doing out loud. But praying is a way to actually relieve the stress and anxiety of the burdens that we carry. And Daniel set his heart and his mind to do this. Well, here's the second trait that we see in Daniel chapter 10 of Daniel is that he set his mind to understand. And we need to set our minds to understand the things of God. The things that are happening in our world today. I want you to notice in verse 12, this is the angel replying to Daniel. It says, Then he, the angel, said to me, Fear not, Daniel, from, from the first day that you set your heart to understand. I don't know about you, but I'm incredibly confused by what's going on in the world. It doesn't always make sense. And in fact, there's lots of situations in my life that don't make sense at all. In fact, I'll I'll just be very transparent this morning. This this past week, my mother-in-law, my wife's mother, had a heart attack. She is an incredibly healthy woman. She eats very well. She exercises on a regular basis, and health-wise, she looks great. But she had a heart attack on Wednesday. And by the way, she had an operation on Friday, and now she's back home, and she's doing fine. She's doing great. And she is a believer, and she's praying. Her church is praying. Our church has been praying, and other people have been praying for her too. But sometimes life just doesn't make sense. And in those moments where we don't understand things, what do we do? Hopefully, we have this same natural disposition, this trait that Daniel had, which is to set our minds to understand. You see, uh, this whole vision, all of these experiences that Daniel had, there were situations where he did not understand what was actually going on. And he had to set his heart and his mind to understand. And we see that here as he's told by the angel that ever since he set his mind to understand, his words have been heard. Daniel has been bringing this burden, all of these things, to God. He was setting his heart to understand the burden, to understand the vision, to understand what was going to happen to his people in the latter days, right from the beginning. So let me just ask this question of you. Does your prayer life, and this is okay, I want you to know that this is okay. It's okay to say, God, what are you doing? 
It's actually okay to say that to God because God actually wants you to be with him just as much as he wants to be with you. And if God is sovereign, as God is doing something in our world today, maybe the right question in our prayers needs to be, God, what are you doing? Because in that question, we're asking God to be a part of what God is doing. We're confessing, God, we don't know what's going on in our world, but we also know that you are in charge of this world. And you are sovereign over it. You see, part of being a part of God's people and living with God and being a part of what God is doing in this world is actually trying to understand what God is doing. And I think if there's anything today that we need, it's this that we need to set our mind to understand what God's doing, what God is allowing in this world. That is actually seeking God. And Daniel is of this mindset that he's actually not going to stop until he gets an answer from God himself about what he's actually doing. So let me ask you the question. Have you sat down, whatever burden is going on, whatever mess is in your life, have you actually said, God, why is this happening to me? And it's okay to be a little emotional about it. Because if you're concerned and overwhelmed by this burden, God wants to know. He wants to hear from you. He wants to communicate to you the answer of why it's going on. You see, sometimes things happen in our life, good and bad, and we wrestle with them, and we really don't know why these things come into our life. But when we say that God is sovereign, what that means is that God is in control over every single thing. Which means every single thing comes into your life. And, and maybe, maybe we need to stop and ask the question, well, why did that guy cut me off today on my way to work? God, why are you allowing these things to happen around me? And sometimes when we ask those questions, we just hear silence. And in fact, we maybe don't know why they're happening. And I think for some of us, asking God why things are happening around us is actually a scary place to go. Because so many times we've actually asked this, why is this happening to me? And it's just dead silence. I want you to be encouraged and hear this. For three weeks, Daniel sought his heart or set his heart and his mind to understand, and he heard nothing. He didn't hear one single thing. It wasn't like he started to pray and all of a sudden he got this huge revelation of this is what was going to happen. But for three weeks, he continued to be in this posture to set his mind and heart to understand. So here's the application point in your life. When you're asking this question and you're saying, God, I don't understand what's going on and God seems silent, don't stop. Don't stop. Because the very fact that God seems to be silent doesn't mean, it does not equate with the fact that God may not have heard you already. And sometimes that's exactly what we do. We pray 
You're like, God, why are you so silent? Oh, I just, oh, I'll give up. I just throw that away. I'm just going to, oh, fine. I'll deal with the burden myself. But that's not what Daniel did. And sometimes there are things, and we're going to see as we go through this passage, that there are things that are going on where we don't know and we don't see that God is working together. That God is hearing what we're saying. He cares deeply for our burdens. And He does want us to understand why these things are happening to us. But in those moments... We need to be like Daniel and continue to set our mind to understand. Because prayer is this conversation with the Almighty. Seeking to know His ways. To know the God of heaven. To be with the God of heaven. And participate with the God of heaven. Here's, here's the third point that we uh, see. The third trait. So here's Daniel. He's just consumed with this burden and he's praying to God. He set his mind and heart to understand, but he's also humbled his heart. And in verse 12, as the angel is telling him, and it, he says, not only uh, have you uh, sought to understand, but you've humbled yourself before God. He humbled himself. So here's Daniel. He's consumed by this burden. He, he's been praying to, to understand and he's humbled his heart. And then that phrase, and this is what should be highlighted in your Bible, <laughs> should be highlighted in every single one of our Bibles, on our phones and everything, as it says, your words have been heard. You see, this is just, this is like, wow. If I want my prayers to be heard, I need to pray like Daniel. I need to be consumed with this burden and seeking to understand and humble myself before God. Uh, this has been this humility that Daniel has through the book of Daniel has just been a, a theme of his life. And it is key, hear this, it's key to having answered prayer. Because God does not answer the prayers of the selfish or proud. But He does answer the prayers of the humble. So humility actually comes as we walk with God. Like we walk at the foot of a great mountain and feel the size and stature of that mountain against our small, frail frames. I'm always amazed when I've been to uh, the Rockies about how small I feel in this presence of the Rockies. They're huge. Nothing in Simcoe County compares. We can call it Blue Mountain and go skiing at Snow Valley. But nothing compares to standing at the foot of the Rockies and looking at them and going, wow, they're big. You see, that's exactly what the heart of a humble person does as they come before God. They're just like, wow, God. You're majestic and almighty. And I am just this frail person living in this world that I don't understand. 
You see, God actually answers prayers of individuals that walk with Him like that. Because they're regularly seeking Him, longing to know Him more, and actually just comfortable being together when God doesn't actually say a word. Because we know our place. That He's holy and we're a broken people. And to actually live like this requires humility and to be walking with God through the ups and downs of our life. And this is a a trait of someone who is this praying person. We all need to be humble. We all need an encounter with God. But Daniel actually chose to humble himself. He chose to take this posture. And really, this is the only posture we can take before God. Because He is holy and we are broken. We're not perfect. We don't know. We're limited. But yet God, He's so majestic. You see, and when you've actually spent time with God and you pray with God and you commune with God and you worship God and you learn about His ways, you can't not be humble. So this character trait is incredibly important in our lives and it can actually only happen because God is touching your heart when we pray. And if you think you can be humble without prayer, good luck with that. Because it's the communion, conversation with the holy that actually makes us humble. And here we see Daniel, and, and this is what, and so we're talking about your prayers, your words being heard. Humility is one of those things that actually causes your words to be heard by God. So let's, let's just be like Daniel and let's take this posture of humbling our hearts before God. Here's the fourth trait that a praying person just is just living, is preparing for spiritual warfare. I want you to notice that finally the angel comes and tells Daniel that his words have been heard ever since he began to pray. Verse 13, it just says, the, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days. See, we need to realize that there is a heavenly realm where things are happening that we don't actually see. This angel has been uh, in a battle of some description prevailing against the king of Persia for 21 days. 21 days is how many weeks? Three. You see, Daniel's been praying for three weeks. Maybe, Maybe you've been praying about an issue for years. And God has seemed to be silent. Well, maybe there's a spiritual battle going on about this situation that you're praying for. Because here, 
we just see that the angel tells Daniel that from the moment he first prayed, 21 days ago, the angel was sent. You see, and this is what we kind of forget. God, we pray something to God and God hears it and he's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And bang, he sends out his angel to tell Daniel this is the understanding of this vision. But because of spiritual warfare, because Satan is against the plans of God, Satan is working against this angel so that Daniel doesn't get the message that he needs to get. How many times has that happened in our life? When we've been... We've got this burden. We've been set our heart to understand God and and we're trying to seek the Lord about something, but nothing comes back from God. It just might be that you are a part of some much bigger cosmic struggle of God versus Satan than maybe you realized. You see, God is a supernatural God and there's a spiritual realm that we can't see and sometimes we just forget this in our spiritual life. When we're praying, we need to be prepared for the spiritual warfare that comes with following a supernatural God that is spiritual. You see, one of the reasons prayers don't seem to be answered right away is because there's something much bigger taking place that we don't know about. But Daniel did not give up. He continued to pray. And this perseverance in in praying is actually this trait that we all need to have when it comes to prayer. And sometimes we actually step away from praying when it seems to take longer to get an answer to something. And to be honest, we have doubts whether our prayers are heard. We wonder if it's really worth our while. Like everything, maybe you've been praying about this pandemic and it just seems to keep going on and on and on. Maybe you've been praying about things that you've seen in your family and it just seems to go on and on and on. There might be something more going on than just what you and I can see. We need to be prepared for a spiritual battle. And, and <laughs> as the more we see the day approaching, and we do, we need to be people of prayer. And I don't know what's coming in the next 10 years. I definitely don't know what's coming in the next 50 years. But if there is ever persecution in Canada, it may be that we won't be able to gather like this. It may be that you technically won't have a pastor. And you'll be gathering in these small groups of people like they do in China. Or maybe it'll be uh, in persecution like in the times of Christ. After Christ had died and rose and then the persecution that arose in Jerusalem and the believers were scattered. And maybe there will only be a handful of people that you actually know that are believers. How are you going to get through those days? The answer to that question is through prayer. 
the people of God more than ever need to be praying people. So let's take these lessons of Daniel. Because remember, Daniel is this godly man living in a secular, ungodly world that he did not ask to be a part of, but he was thrust into it because of the situation he found himself in. And he lived godly. So let's us make a decision to pray and to know that if we're coming to God from this perspective of being burdened by things, seeking to understand and humbling ourselves and just preparing for some kind of spiritual battle, that God is going to hear our prayers. He's going to hear the words that we say. And here's the great news. He will answer them just as he answered Daniel's because that is who God is and that is what he does so let's pray dear God there are so many things in our world that we just do not understand there are things that are happening in each of our lives that we wish would not be happening And God, when we look at our world, we see the things in this world as overwhelming at times. So God, I pray today that you would give us understanding about these things. And Lord, maybe you're already beginning to speak to some of us about what you're doing and what's happening in the world and how you're sovereign over that. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to speak to us. And God, I also pray for all of these burdens that we are consumed with. There's so many of them, whether they're our grandchildren or our children, loved ones, the situation at work, whatever it is, our life. God, that we would just give you this burden and humble ourselves before you and not try and fix these things on our own, but really, truly trust you and persevere and pray and pray and pray. So God, we ask that you would just remind us to pray. That we would even be like Daniel and that we would change our behavior. (laughs) Maybe not taking as many showers, God. (laughs) I don't know. But God, you move on our hearts so that we are in this place of prayer so that we can be faithful in our generation to you. So God, I thank you so much for Daniel. And I thank you, God, for his example. And Lord, I pray for us that through faith in Jesus Christ, we may too pray and glorify your name. So Lord, we thank you that we can talk to you, that you are approachable, that you do hear us through Jesus Christ. And God, we put our trust and our faith in you today. And we thank you for your willingness and your openness to hear us. 
And we pray all of this in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the ministry of Pinewoods Chapel, please visit pinewoodschapel.com and click Give. Have a great week 